throughout the human experience, there is something, an activity that every individual will partake in at some point in time. Tears, crying. There's a lot of connotations that come with tears and crying. Some positive, some negative. And a lot of people tend to shy away from the concept of crying as being a good thing. But what if we told you that tears are essential to the Christian mission? Let's talk about that today on the THP Online Community Podcast. Hello and welcome to the THP Online Community Podcast. I'm Dallas here, your media pastor here at The Healing Place. We're so glad to have you guys with us for this week's podcast. This week's podcast is going to be the audio from our online worship gathering where Pastor Scott and Pastor Tanya sat down together to talk about this week's promise and to talk about tears, crying, and how tears actually can lead to joy. As you guys prepare yourself wherever you're at, maybe you're driving, or maybe you're, you're at home and you're, you're pulling out a notebook to take notes, I really want to encourage you guys to lean in and listen. Listen deeply to what Pastor Scott and Pastor Tanya has to say. And then do us a favor, reach out to us, and let us know what God is speaking to you about this message. Not just what your thoughts are on what Pastor Scott has to say, what Pastor Tanya has to say, but what the Lord is actually saying to you through this message. How has it challenged you? How have you, has it caused you to maybe take another step in your walk with God? So as we jump into this, again, listen deeply, and then hang out to the end where we're going to pray with you guys and, and offer you some next steps. Thank you, everybody, for welcoming us to wherever you are on this Mother's Day. What an amazing time we've had up to this point. And we have something and someone very, very special today. Because today's promise is going to be brought to us by the one and only. She's known as Boss Lady. She's known as Wonder Woman. Um, but she's better known as Tanya. That's who we know. Hey, sweetie, you hey. ready to go today? I am as good as I can be. Hey, this is going to be an amazing time. Listen, get something to write on, take notes with. Uh, I believe that God's going to speak something super powerful to every single one of us today. So let's just get ready to just, um, let's get ready to just settle in and just get after it today. All right. So last week, our promise came from Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts that I uh, think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of good uh, and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Now, this was given to the children of Israel as they're going into captivity, like God led them into captivity, which I think is so interesting because that verse is uh, so many times pulled out of that context, right? It's just pulled out of that context, and so many times it's kind of viewed as, hey, it's just, it's just this really awesome thing, and it's just amazing, but yet they're going into a super challenging time, and they're being sent into 70 years of Babylonian captivity, but what I think is interesting is that our promise this week in Psalm 126, which many call a song of ascent, like ascending, right? A song of ascent, meaning that the children of Israel were coming out of Babylon and they were coming back up to Jerusalem, right? So I think it's super interesting that last week our promise was like going into captivity, and this week our promise is coming out of captivity. I believe that God's going to show you something very interesting about that today. Uh, so let's read uh, our promise this week, which is Psalm 126 and verse 5, and here's what it says. 
It says, those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. Now, we're going to kind of break this down in the context of it, but those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. So let's dig into this promise today. Tanya, um, what kind of tears are we talking about here? It says, to sow in tears, reap in joy. So so what kind of, let's first deal with tears. So what kind of tears are we talking about here? Well, I think the tears that they're particularly particularly dealing with are probably tears of sorrow. But in life, we have all kinds of tears. We have right. happy tears. We have sad tears and lots of tears in between. Frustration tears, anger tears. We got them all. But life doesn't always allow us to do nothing when no tears come, right? Well, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of times we just want to, like, take a break and wallow in our sorrows and just, like, and be engulfed in those tears. But life does not always allow that. Life doesn't stop, right? It just kind of keeps on going. So if you're, like, having meltdown bad tears, like, you're just having meltdown Life doesn't stop and go, oh, by the way, Scott's having a bad day today. Let me just hang out and stop. You know, you and I have talked about this a lot, but it seems like in our lives together for over 30 years now, (laughs) like all streams flow as one river, right? So it's like very rarely do we ever get this, okay, this is happening and all right, pause. This is happening. Okay, pause. This it's no. like everything like even this week for us has been like all these rivers flowing as, you know, just one stream after another into and one frustrations river. Frustrations will come up and stuff happens and you just want to be like I want to sit here and wallow in my sorrows right. for a minute, but life never allows that to happen. So and there are good tears. That's right. You know, there are bad tears like um Tomorrow, we're going to be shedding some good tears, I think, because our grandson is coming. Yes, right? that's right. Our grandson is coming, and so... Um, well, he's the crybaby. With <laughs> I'm, just I'm just telling you guys, tomorrow, pray for me. Uh, pray for me on Monday. Pray for me on Monday the 10th, because I am going to be a train wreck in a good way, in a good way. Um, so... We, we talk about life not, not stopping. Okay, so how do we handle these seasons and times when tears seem overwhelming? Because there are seasons and times where maybe it's the loss of a loved one, or maybe it's just a really difficult time, or maybe you're dealing with something with your kids, or maybe things didn't work out, or maybe you've lost your job. There are seasons and times where, where like life can seem overwhelming and those, those tears can seem overwhelming. So how do we handle that? Well, John Piper gives us insight on on what to do. And so he says, so here's the lesson. When there are simple, straightforward jobs to be done, and you are full of sadness and tears are flowing easily, go ahead and do the jobs with tears. Okay, hold on. Do the jobs with tears. Yep. We're kind of, I know as men, we're kind of taught... Right. No, no, no tears. No, you know, just grind through it. But he and almost says women are the opposite. They're like, oh, just go ahead and let it all go. Right. And I think the balance is somewhere in between. Right. Correct. OK, so go ahead. So be realistic, he says, say to your tears, tears, I feel you. You make me want to quit life. But there is there is a field to be sown, dishes to be washed. 
car to be fixed, sermon to be written. I know you will wet my face several times today, but I have work to do, and you will just have to go with me. (laughs) I intend to take the bag of seeds and sow. If you come along, then you will just have to wet the rose. Wow, what a great It is quote. It's such like, a great Tears quote. are just going to have to go with me. And that's really what this scripture is talking about when it says, so in tears. Yes. Like you're going through those seasons that seems overwhelming. Take those tears with you. Now listen, if you're working a job, you can't just melt down and lay on the floor and cry. No. <laughs> you've you got have to, to man up and yeah, got, <laughs> do you, your job. <laughs> you've got to do your job. But he's saying, take the tears with you. And he says, I intend to take all my seeds and I'm going to sow it. And if you come with me, tears, if you, you know, the terminology is all in your fields. If the fields come along, they're coming along with you and you're right. just going to wet the rose because I'm going to sow even in the midst of a season of tears. Yes, that's right. So, uh, I know that you've gone through seasons of tears. We all have. Yes. But like when you have gone through them, and I know what John Piper says, but when you've gone through them, what what is maybe one of the greatest lessons that you've learned in seasons where you thought, man, I'm just losing it and I'm just crying every single day. But what is something when you got on the other side of it that God, that God taught you that you were like, oh, I get it? Uh, I think for me... In those seasons that I didn't see an end or I didn't see how it was going to turn out, it was the knowing in my heart that his promises are yes and amen. Mm, yeah. It's a knowing, not in my emotions, because my emotions lie to me. Right. But my mind will even lie to me. You know, it's the, it's the, the thoughts that we have. We have to take those thoughts captive. And some days are easier than others. Sure. But it's the knowing in my heart. I know that I know that I know. Yeah. And holding on to him that no matter what's going on, he's going to see it through. Even if, even if, if I, I don't see a good ending, he's already, he's already in the ending. Yeah. That's, that's the things that I feel like I've learned. Come on, put that in the chat right now. I know that I know. Come on, all caps. You have my permission today to go all caps. <laughs> You're not screaming at us. You're declaring something today, okay? I actually saw a t-shirt the other day that said, I know that I know. And I was like, man, I really want to buy it, but they didn't have my size. So. I know that I know. <laughs> I know that I know. Put that in the chat right now. I know that I know, Okay. Okay, so it sounds like when overwhelming times come, we should, as a previous promise that we had from Hebrews 10 says, hold fast without wavering for he who promised is faithful. Is That's that correct? That's a part of the knowing that I know. Right. So, so as that promise says, hold fast without wavering for he who promised is faithful. What, what, is that, kind of, what does that look like? It's pressing on. It's learning to abide in Jesus no matter what the situation is. No matter if it's the everything is coming up roses or everything is a thorn bush today. But the, even in the thorns, you know, you could pick blackberries and they have thorns. Blackberries are great, but the thorns are not so great. But it's learning to abide in every season, in every situation in life. To abide means to act in accordance with, to, ki- to continue with, without fading or being lost. Mm. We have to learn to abide in Christ no matter what is going on, 
without fading or being lost. So good. Now, Oswald Chambers had a good quote. Oh, gosh, um, yes. And, and what did he say about this abiding in Jesus? There is no condition of life in which we cannot abide in Jesus. We have to learn to abide in him wherever we are placed. Wherever we are placed, whether it's in Babylon, in captivity, or whether it's in Jerusalem, wherever we're placed, we have to learn how to abide in Jesus. Whether it's in the valley or it's going up to Jerusalem. Yeah, so good. Okay, so abide in Jesus. Maybe people don't. Put that in the chat right now. Abide. A-B-I-D-E. All caps. Abide. All right? So what does it look like to abide in Jesus? Sometimes we'll say things not just from the word, but maybe even in context of church, we'll say things and think that people know what we're talking about. But what does it mean to abide in Jesus? Okay, well, Psalms, Psalms 91 verses 1 and 2 says this, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I will trust. It is knowing that you know. Hmm. It's a knowing. It's just no matter what. It is a knowing that Jesus is real and that he says what he says, he's going to do it. And he has my back. He has. He's my rear guard, my front guard. He's got my sides. He's all the way around me. He's got me. No matter what I am feeling, he has got me. It's a knowing. Isn't it interesting that we talked from Hebrews? It was one of our promises this year yep. already. Now we just quoted Psalm 91 which is another one of our promises that we talked about. He who dwells in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in whom I will trust. Again, that's another promise from God. His promises are indeed yes and amen. Yes, they are. So we're talking about tears, sowing, um, sowing in tears. What should move us to tears? Well, there's lots of things in life that moves us. It to tears, but I think the heart of God is this. In Luke 19, verse 41, Jesus is looking over Jerusalem, mm. and it says, Now as he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it. Mm. So what was he seeing? He was seeing with eyes that we we don't have. Right. He was not just looking at that moment. Right. But he was looking at the destruction that was yes. going to come upon Jerusalem, and it was going to be torn down. And he even talked about their kids <laughs> and their generations. Not and, just torn down once. Right. But over, over and, and over. over and over. But he also said that he was weeping because you did not know the time of your visitation. Right. How important is it for us to know our time of visitation? Now, God has, through Jesus and now through the Holy Spirit, God is with us. God is here, but there are moments and seasons where God visits in such a way, where we're open to God in such a way that we can make life-altering decisions. Well, I think it's like Jesus. He saw with spiritual eyes, and he was seeing mm -hmm. what was happening at that moment. He was seeing what was going to happen in the next three years. He saw what was going to happen in the next 30, next 3,000 years. He right. saw what was going to happen. But yet, he saw the individual, too. He sees the big picture, but then he brings it all the way That's down right. and sees the person. You know, I think of, when I think of this, I think of uh, Mary Magdalene. He saw where she was. Mm. And he saw her as an, in, as an individual, just like the day we got saved. He didn't see us as a couple, but he saw Scott 
and he saw Tanya, and he saw us as individuals. Right. And I think that's where Jesus is wanting us to be. He wants wants us to see the individual where they are in their situation. What can we do to help them? How can we pray for them? How can we be a help to them as an individual? And I think the most important part of that is to be real. Mm-hmm. You know, to to be real with those people, not to um, like our lives have not been perfect. Right, we've had struggles in real life situations. Sure, but God is still good, and I th- a lot of times when we minister to people, we tell them the stories that we have went through, so we can relate to them and be real with them. And I think that is so important. We have to answer. We have the answer that they are seeking. We have the hope that they are wanting, and his name is Jesus, and we have to be able to tell them. Proverbs uh, 3, verses 5 and 6 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Another promise. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. William Booth, the founder of the Sal- Salvation. Oh, one I of know, my this favorites. This is so good. One of my favorites. William Booth, if you have not read about William Booth, listen, the Salvation Army today is not, what it was, what it used to be. That's right. We're How talking it originated. We're talking revival fires. We're yes. talking about crazy, awesome deliverances. But William Booth, read about his life. <laughs> yes. Read about his life. And there's a good book about his wife too that talks about her and how she saw everything that happened too. Mm-hmm. So there's such he's there's just such good things. But this particular one when I read this I was like, "Oh my gosh, I have to add this because it's so good." Yeah. So William Booth, the founder of Salvation Army, received a word from his converts that they were coming home. They had hit rock bottom. Their morale was low. They did not know what else to do. They were asking for advice. We've tried everything, they said. We've tried preaching. We have tried beating the drums. We've passed out tracks, and nothing is working. They are not reaching anybody. So William Booth replies, try tears. (laughs) Booth later said, some men's ambition is art, some fame, some is gold. My ambition is the soul of man. Live loving people through tears. Loving people through tears. These guys were like, listen, we've been preaching. We've been beating the drums. We've been passing out tracks. Nothing is (laughs) working. Nothing. Pastor Booth, tell us what to do. And he's like, try tears. And what, what does that mean? What do you think that means? To me, that is brokenness. Yeah. Brokenness draws brokenness. Yes. Like when people see you humbled before the Lord and broken, then it reveals their need to be broken. Right. To be humbled before the Lord. It's a heart and a passion, I think, for the lost of what he was feeling. He, he was telling them, you are out there loving on the broken people. Be broken yourself. Another person that's kind of looked at as uh, maybe one of those harder edge older guys, but yet... <laughs> He is acquainted with tears was D.O. Moody. And, yes. And D.O. Moody with tears once time, one time said what? I can go to prison for you. I can go to death for you, but I refuse to go to heaven without you. <laughs> and he says this through tears. Wow. He is, he is, 
I think we have to get back to the passion of helping people in their need. Mm. You know that you know I can I can sacrifice my life for you. And I can sacrifice my life for my family, but to lose their souls is a whole other thing. Yeah. It's 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 a refusing to go to heaven without the people that we love and that we meet. We want to, we want to make he- what is the saying? We want to make heaven crowded. That's what we want to do. We want to make heaven crowded. That's what we want to do. We want to plunder hell and populate heaven. There you go. That's there a it good. Is. <laughs> we want to plunder hell and populate heaven. Come on, somebody, right? Come on, plunder hell. Put that in the chat right now. <laughs> We want to plunder <laughs> hell and populate heaven. Come on, somebody. Somebody requote that over and over and over and over. Come on, put That's that in the chat funny. right now. We want to populate heaven and plunder hell. Come on. Yes. All right. So we've talked about sowing in tears, but there's another part of this that says we shall reap in joy. So uh, what about reaping in joy? I, you know, when I think of joy, I think of him. He is my joy. No matter how bad it is, no matter if I'm having a happy day or a sad day, hmm. the joy of the Lord is my strength. Right. And our salvation is in him. It's it's going back to that knowing. It's knowing that I am saved and trying my best to be sanctified and trying my best to be delivered. And it's a knowing that he has my back. Uh, we reap in joy. Harvest with joyful singing is another is another translation that uh, takes verse five. It says to harvest with joyful singing. He is our all in all, and you know we have to learn these things. So um, I've been planting a garden at home, planting lots of flowers and doing all that fun stuff. So a few weeks ago, I I posted this on my Instagram page, and it says. To plant a garden is to believe in the future. And when we, when, we, when we go back to the scripture that says, those who sow in tears shall reap with joy, planting a garden is not always the easy thing to do. Right. Because you have to, a lot of you have heard me talk about being a kid. My mom and dad planted this huge garden every year, and we had, he tilled it up. And we, had to, we lived in Arkansas, so there was rocks everywhere. And they grow, it's like rocks grow in Arkansas. So we were always picking up rocks to plant the garden. And it's hard work. And a lot of times, you know, you, you fall and you scrape your knees and you get bent fingernails and all sorts of stuff, bug bites and you name it. And then in the harvest, sometimes it can be difficult too. You know, the grossest thing of planting a garden when I was a kid is picking up potatoes because inevitably there was always a rotten potato and I always found it. And those are disgusting. But the thing about planting a garden is you believe in the future. My mom and dad, even to this day, you can go, I could go to their house right now and look underneath their house because they have a pier and beam house and they will have potatoes underneath the house. So they plant potatoes for their future. And that's what we have to learn to do. Even in our sorrow, we may be sorrowful for now, but joy is going to be our future. We have to learn to press on and walk in the joy of the Lord no matter where we are in life, no matter what's going on, we have to learn to do that. 
And the psalmist had something to say about that, correct? Yes, Psalms 30, verse 5. For his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Weeping may endure for a night. That literally, when you're weeping, if, if your heart is right and your mind is right, you're actually sowing in to your joy. Yep. In the harshest of circumstances, that's why we can be going through some of the worst things ever and people see us or they hear us. And it doesn't mean that we're perfect. It doesn't mean that we're saying the right things, but they watch us to see how we walk through things. That's absolutely right. And even if they see us fail, I'm talking just face first. We have one of those wallow days. Just face first days. They don't see you lay there and wallow in it. They see you get back up. And you are as steadfast about your faith and your declarations as you were before you fell down. Yep. To think, how can they do that? They, they fell flat on their face. Yep. Like they should still be wallowing in that, but yet you're not wallowing in that. You're up. Why? Because the tears that you were crying, they weren't being wasted, but they were being sown. They were being sown. What, what you sow in tears, you will reap in joy. Again, let's read it again. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. Come on, put that in the chat right now. Tears, right? Sow in tears, reap in joy. Godly tears equal godly joy. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Godly tears equal godly joy joy. And listen, tears again can be a lot of different things. You can you can shed tears by laughing. I have. Too hard, you know? <laughs> you can you can you tears can come in many different ways, but there is something to be said about, you know, I've heard many different comments and quotes about tears about how it's, you know, God's cleansing method in our bodies. He's given us that to cleanse us that there is something that comes out of us and I think about Jesus in the garden. And when Jesus went into the garden, he doesn't necessarily go as the son of God. It's clear in the gospel that he is the son of man. Yeah. He goes into the garden. He's not going to the cross to take on the sins of the world. He's going into the garden and he's being betrayed. He's being betrayed by everybody that's closest to him. He's being betrayed. We can all feel that. We all know that. He's going to be offended by those who love him. All those other things. He's dealing with the son of man aspect of him. And he's in the garden and literally Jesus is like, if it be so let this cup, I don't want to deal with this. His humanity is coming out. I don't want to deal with this. And the Bible is clear that he is crying and he's not just crying, but he is sweating and out of his pores is coming blood. He's being just crushed in his humanity and it's coming out. But then he makes then he turns those tears and those sweat droplets, he turns that into godly sorrow. Yeah. By saying, even though I don't want it, it's not my will, but, but it's your will be done. And guess what? In that moment, Jesus flips the script of sorrow to godly sorrow. And because of that, what he sowed in tears, he reaped in joy. Where does joy come? Joy comes, you can find it. John 21, 
throughout the Gospels, the resurrection of Jesus, and he comes to his disciples and he's like, peace be with you, peace, peace, peace. He comes to Peter by the shore and he restores him yep. three times. Do you love me? Yes. Do you love me? Yes. Do you love me? Yes. Go feed my lambs. Yep. But Lord, what about my three no's? That's why I gave you three yeses this time. Right. That's why I gave you an opportunity. And that is the reaping in joy because he sowed he sowed those tears, that godly sorrow, and because of that, was able to reap in joy. I think that was him abiding in God, the Father. Mm-hmm. He was. He had, of course, I mean, he's God the Son, but he was teaching us to, to abide with him through that. We can look at his example in that very situation and learn how to sow our garden in tears. Yeah. And then reap in joy because we've we've learned to abide in God through the tears and through the joy. So good. Hey, again, our promise, Psalm 126.5, our moderators are putting that in the chat. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. Now, we are about to kind of ascend again, a song of ascents, right? Ascending uh, in some more worship. We're going to sing. We're going to worship the Lord. But listen, if this has impacted you, if this has touched you in some way, if, if maybe you're in that season where it seems a bit overwhelming, come on, would you just let us know what God is doing in you? Let us know what the Holy Spirit's doing in your heart and life. Uh, Media Hub at thpshreveport.com. Um, and I think before we go into singing, I just want to pray right now for all of us and then speak a blessing over our moms. Uh, as we enter into a time of worship. Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your promise that they are yes and amen. Thank you, Lord, that no matter what season we're in right now, maybe we've been overwhelmed. Maybe it's a season of of just unbelievable tears. But Lord, forgive us if we've allowed that to become ungodly sorrow. Yes. Forgive us, Lord, if we've allowed that to become ungodly weeping, Lord God, that that somehow those tears have been wasted, Lord. We want to come back into that place of godly sorrow, Lord God, because that leads us to repentance. That leads us to that place that is only found in you. And so, Lord, I pray for those that have sown in tears. And Lord, I thank you that you have encouraged us today that we're going to reap in joy. And we do. We speak a blessing over every mother out there. Lord, we know that fatherhood and motherhood is not perfect fathers and mothers are not perfect maybe we all didn't have the greatest examples but lord i thank you that in the spirit you even give us examples of fathers and mothers in the spirit spiritual fathers and mothers lord if we if maybe we didn't have the parents that that maybe we thought we but lord i thank you that we can even give thanks for them yes that lord maybe they just didn't know how to do it lord god and it doesn't excuse behavior but lord it gives us a better uh viewpoint of of why they did what they did and lord how we now don't have to function in that same thing and so lord we thank you today and we just speak a blessing over every mother today we pray favor upon their lives we pray god that you would just shine down upon them today that they would feel the love of jesus in a very tangible way today. And Lord, as we ascend out of this place, singing and worshiping, may you be glorified and may every single thing that we do, may we consecrate ourselves to you. And if we do that, you said you would do wonders and do the amazing among us. And so we worship you and thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Come on, let's worship and sing.
thank you so much for taking time to listen to this podcast today. If it's challenged you, if it's encouraged you, hey, please reach out to us. You can email us at mediahub at thpshreport.com. I also encourage you to check out our website, thpshreport.com, where you can find out how to take your next step with your walk with God, where you can connect with us on a variety of ways, and check out our weekly blog that we put out at The Healing Place. I think the biggest thing for me, though, is we want to hear from you guys so we can encourage you, so we can pray with you, so we can lean into the Lord with you and to help you take your next step with God. What is it that you need to do? Is there somebody that you have been praying for and you have been and doing your best to reach out to them? And maybe it's time for you to try tears. You want us to cry along with you. Let us know. Let us encourage you during this time frame as you lean into what the Lord has for you. Again, you can email us at mediahub at thbstreetport.com or you can reach us on any of our social media platforms or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just look for THP Shreveport. So I'm going to pray for you guys real quick. And again, reach out to us. Let us know how we can encourage you. And let us know how these messages have encouraged you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence and your grace. We thank you for the opportunity to come together in this space, in this digital space through podcasts, whether it's through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play, wherever they're, they're listening to this. Lord, I pray right now that you just begin to minister to the, these individuals. I pray that we recognize that as we pray and we cry over the lost, over our loved ones, Holy Spirit is doing a work. Holy Spirit is, is doing a work in the lives of the individuals around us, that you are, are making a way, a path for us to walk down. And I pray, Lord, for revelation, for peace and joy. I pray, Lord, that as we lean into you, God, that you begin to reveal to us your glory, reveal to us your plan, your purpose, Lord, that we can have true joy, not just an emotion, God, but true spiritual joy that is only found in you. And we thank you for these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, guys, again, thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, just a favor, uh, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review on our podcast. It helps the SEO to get out there. It helps people to find out who we are, the healing place. And maybe um, your review will lead them to go, hey, maybe this is a podcast I need to listen to. So until next time, guys, have a great week.